Revved Up with Todd Bianco features the Bring a Trailer Picks of the Week on iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. You sent me an email over the news break. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yes, I did. I got to ask you, first of all, before we get to Bring a Trailer, what is Tesla dating? Well, it's uh, there. It's a these people are developing a new app for dating for Tesla owners. Like for the <laughs> owners to date one another or for the owners to date new Tesla models to maybe uh, think about a new acquisition? It's to date one another. Oh. So it's uh, owners of Tesla dating other owners of Teslas. And so is there an bag, app for this? So you know... <laughs> prospects within within a certain geographical region apparently it would be act like any other dating app you know you if it's you know gps coordinated yeah. and you put a profile and you you know what kind of model uh, tesla you have your big screen in the car going to show up with a heart on it when you get within so many feet of somebody something tells me it's not going to show up on a screen in the tesla just on your phone oh okay <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I thought that was I, I couldn't I couldn't resist. It was just too amusing. You could be out on a date with somebody who also is a Tesla owner, and all of a sudden something pops up with maybe a better prospect while you're in the middle it's of the possible. date. Yeah, it could lead to. Well, a, you could be in the back seat watching Netflix together. Oh, why didn't I think of that? What a great <laughs> what a great idea! Elon <laughs> thinks of everything, doesn't he? He, uh, well, maybe that's not, why he's moving it has to Texas. Nothing to do with uh, uh, Tesla Motors. It has nothing to do with them. This is just some enterprising young people. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you, you're going to sign well, let's up. Get on to, let's get on to bring a trailer. Uh, I just wanted to go over some of the things that we, you know, last time we had uh, some picks, and you had a, a 1968 uh, Shelby Mustang GT500 convertible, and it sold for a hundred and ten thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've also picked a 1967 uh, Triumph GT6. It sold for 19800 also more than it costs new. And then there was a 1982 Steyr Push Penzauer uh, 712M. We shouldn't even be allowed to pick models that we can't even pronounce. Uh, yeah, I'm you know I'm not German enough to get these right. Pinsauer, Pinsgauer, uh, 712M Troop Transport. It sold for twenty seven thousand five hundred, and then there was a Japanese domestic market, which means it had uh, right hand drive. Uh, Toyota 1992 Toyota MR2 MR2 Turbo. It sold for fourteen thousand dollars. I had picked a 1992 Mercedes-Benz 300E, which was in lovely condition. It sold for $9,100, which is a bargain. Uh, I also picked a 1991 Toyota MR2 Turbo, and it sold for $25,000, which is a pretty fair price for that car. It was really very nice. Uh, 1969 Mercedes-Benz 300 SEL 6.9. It sold for thirty-five thousand. That's a bargain, but it is an expensive car to do, you know, to upkeep. Uh, there were a few other things. Remember, we we looked at this really stunning nineteen sixty-eight Lamborghini Miura that was lime green. Wow, I I, I slightly recall it. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nineteen sixty-nine, nineteen sixty-eight Lamborghini Miura P four hundred. It was absolutely stunning. It was a complete, you know, that was 
complete restoration of this car. Unbelievably beautiful. It sold for $990,000. What? <laughs> Almost a record on Bring a Trailer. There, everyone was waiting. I watched. I watched the uh, the end of the of the of the auction, and Bring a Trailer is unlike other places where they reset. If you, if there's last minute bids, they reset it to two minutes. So we have, even if you bid in the last two seconds, you're not going to get it because you know you thought you snuck it in there. It resets the clock to two minutes, and that car it kept going up and up and up, and and you know the. The comments were, "Oh my God, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna crack a million. It's gonna crack a million. I, it did not. It got to nine hundred ninety thousand and it sold." <clears throat> there were some other interesting sales that I just had to mention. There was a nineteen sixty nine Ford F two fifty custom four by four pickup truck. It sold for sixty nine thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, wow, a nineteen sixty nine Ford F two fifty pickup. Uh, yes, it was refurbished and it looked very How nice, much? and you know had seventy nine thousand miles on it, which we don't know if Did that was turned grand? over once or not. How much? Se- seventy nine thousand miles. No, but how much money? Uh, sixty nine thousand five hundred. Oof! It gets better. Uh, the trucks are getting very, very popular. A nineteen seventy four Chevy K five Blazer with a four speed, uh, with really fifteen thousand original miles. Sold for $85,000. Holy smokes. <laughs> so, so people are really spending money. Trucks are really, the trucks are really coming up in the world these days. I guess so. So, yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty stunning, some of these things. Now, this week, uh, we, we have some very, very interesting picks. First of all, I'd like to go over yours with a 1990, uh, 1968 modified Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser wagon. Wasn't this cool? I thought it was absolutely cool. Uh, what the it says what the, let me let me read what they describe it as it says it's a 1968 old Vista Cruiser is powered by a 400 cubic inch rocket V8 mated to a uh, TH400 three speed turbo hydromatic transmission. The original owner reportedly kept the car until around 2005, and the previous owner modified it with front bucket seats, a center console, a floor mounted shifter again a rarity, uh, and a white upholstery. Uh, modeling the car after a contemporary Olds 442, which I don't think was ever made in wagon form, but would have been made in, you know, would have had the front end of this car, but it would have been more of a a coupe as opposed to a wagon. Uh, The refurbishment was completed in 2016, and the car was purchased out of Massachusetts in 2017 by the seller, who subsequently refreshed the suspension and added cruise control. Finished in green with wood grain exterior, this 442 Tribute uh, Vista Cruiser is now offered with a clean Mississippi title in the seller's name. Now, what I've always liked about Vista Cruisers is the the bubble top at back, you know, they, they, yeah. they popped up the, the, the rear over, you know, over the, the, the tail end of the wagon and they put these little windows or not, you know, these, these strips of windows all around it to give it a Vista, I guess. So it looks like a station wagon, but in the back section, it's, it's risen a bit and it kind of has the, the, uh, look of a canopy on a pickup truck, but much cleaner. 
Right, and it has those those uh, those long horizontal windows on yeah. on the you know the front and the sides. Yes, it's it's quite good. And this, I love the wood grain. They did a very good job on the wood grain on this because it's it's below the belt line. Basically, it's all it doesn't come in the just in the center. It's like on, uh, halfway down the car and all the way to the front and back. So they did a very good job of that. It reminds uh, it has, me of the it, station wagons we had when I was a kid in the in the very back compartment too, but. Honestly, Todd, and I know that this sounds absolutely um, ridiculous, but one of the things I thought was really cool was the console and steering wheel. Yes, the the steering wheel I think is actually a, 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 a from it looks like a Pontiac steering wheel, but it it, uh, it does have the I, the Oldsmobile emblem logo in the, in the middle. In the middle, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be that that's a, a that's an actual uh, steering wheel from a four four two. I mean, the real 442 from 1968, that they could have taken their uh, steering wheel from that car and put it on the wagon. Yeah. I think that's probably what happened. Um, let's see, it says it was a, a reupholstered in white, matching white headliner over black carpeting. Front bucket seats were installed along with the center console to match the 442. Column shifter replaced the, the three-speed floor shifter. Uh, interior features include air conditioning, which is always nice to have, and it's converted to the new R134 refrigerant, a Pioneer CD uh, stereo, power windows and door locks, power rear glass, always good to have, Sell the seller added cruise control functionality with a column-mounted stock control. And I think that's also... So it didn't come with the car, but I think it's it's vintage to that car. In other words, you could have gotten it, and that's what it would have looked like had you you know optioned it at the time. Yeah, engine looks it's, pretty good too. Yeah, it's very well done. I, I mean, I like what they did here. They did a lot of you know they did a lot of really nice things to it. Yeah. Um, the bidding it's it's got nine days nine days left as of today, but it's only up to twelve thousand nine hundred and eleven dollars. That ain't much. Not much. I think it will probably go for double that eventually. Yeah. But I, I think I think you know the big bids don't ever come until the until the end. And of course, the first bid was four thousand four hundred and twenty dollars. And I like that metallic darker green mm-hmm. uh, uh, paint on it uh, with that with that color of the wood paneling. It looks really sharp. I agree that the, the 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 darker metallic green with the wood paneling looks good, and the wood steering wheel looks terrific. Yeah, yeah, very very nice. I, they they did a good job with it. Somebody spent a lot of money. I doubt they're ever going to get their money out of it, but they spent a lot of money. I'll really and look so somebody, next week to you know, see if it if it's sold for like well, you say for around double what it is now. I we've got nine days left though, so I think it won't be for another couple of weeks that we figure that. Oh one yeah, out. it'll be a couple of weeks from now too. Yeah, for that so. And then the next one you picked is a 1959 Austin Healey 100-6 uh, BN6 Roadster 5-speed. Okay, I might have had a little bit, just a tiny, eensy weensy little bit of midlife crisis here. It's very, very cool. I, I don't, you know, you this don't is see something these I would, I would be they're, they're you know, running rare. around the valley in on a nice fall or, or winter or spring day, you know, probably not when it's right. blazing hot like it is this weekend. But, but uh, would this be cool to be like in a parade with or something like that? It's just it, a it fun would, car. Yeah. 
it would be. It's it's beautifully done. Let me read what they say here. It says, this 1959 Austin Healey 100-6 is a two-seater BN6 Roadster that was inherited by the seller in late 2018 after being refurbished by his late father. The car is finished in metallic green and cream over, so it's a two-tone, over tan cloth and vinyl upholstery. Uh, power is from a 2.6-liter inline-six paired with the Toyota five-speed manual transmission, probably much better than the original transmission in this car. It features, uh, include a black fabric soft top, which doesn't look so good. That's why it's always, you know, it's best to look at it with it down. Uh, side curtains, not side windows. Uh, and a tonneau cover, as well as uh, aftermarket alloy wheels. Um, an alternator conversion uh, and electric fan is also present. This BN6 is offered with a clean Missouri title in the seller's name. Uh, it says it has 6,000 miles, but total mileage I know, and it's probably turned over at least once and maybe twice. But somebody spent a lot of money refurbishing it to make it look really sweet. It's a, it's a great-looking car. Um, there is no front bumper, just fog lights, so don't hit anything. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the fog lights will be the first to go. Uh, I don't like it with the top up. I think the top looks awkward on it. It's meant to be have a, to have a top down. Uh, but I do think it, this is a, this will be a ton of fun to drive around town. Now, this doesn't have power brakes. It doesn't have power steering. doesn't have power anything. But this is a very small car uh, with the... Uh, you know, a nice six-cylinder, you know, six-cylinder engine in it. So it's probably pretty fast. What do you, you suppose? Know, I'm really trying not, to tell. Not, is that like a real carpet or some sort of other? I can't really tell what the interior is. It's a tan color. Um, it looks like things like the the spare tire and stuff like that when you open up the trunk. That that's all um, in custom fitting, like almost a velour uh, finish uh, uh, covering. More Bring a Trailer picks now on iHub Radio's All Revved Up with Todd Bianco. Sometimes I think we just get carried away, Todd. We do, and, and because some of them are really quite fun. Yeah, uh, it's our enthusiasm the, that causes us to get cut off by the brakes. <laughs> that's uh, that's all right. Uh, we're back. This is All Revved Up, uh, and we're still doing Bring a Trailer. Now we're going to do some of my picks. And uh, the first one I picked was a 1972 BMW 2000 TII Touring. Um, let's see. Now, this is something that you don't see very often in the United States because uh, BMW never sold it here. This was their first. It was basically a 2002, uh, but it wasn't a 2002, but it looks like a 2002 in the front. And then it has a hatchback and back. So it's a two-door hatchback. And this was their first idea of a touring car or what we would call a wagon now. Uh, it doesn't look very wagonish, but this was uh, this was actually very popular in Europe. So this 2002 TII, actually this 2002 TII, they give it different in the de- in the uh, description. Uh, touring is one of 1,867 built for the 1972 model year, and was reportedly purchased by a U.S. soldier stationed in Germany in 2013. This car is said to have been driven throughout Europe including on the Nürburgring, 
Um, it's probably not very fast on that ring, but okay. Uh, prior to importation to the United States in 2016, it's offered on bring, bring a trailer, and it was offered on Bring a Trailer in 2017, November 2017, before being acquired by the seller uh, the following year. Power comes from a replacement fuel-injected 2.0 liter inline four paired with a five-speed manual transmission. Additional modifications include a Shrick on 292 camshaft and valve springs, a Becker Mexico stereo, and a wood-trimmed steering wheel. The 2002 TII Touring is offered with a German-language owner manual, a metric uh, instrument cluster, uh, and uh, recent service records and a clean California title, uh, which is you know rare to find these cars with California. Sometimes uh, California doesn't register if they're you know, gross polluting cars. Yeah, it's not too far away. It's uh, over in Glendale. Yeah, it's in Glendale. Yeah, it's um, at Velocity Auto in Glendale. That's the selling dealer. Um, you know, the car probably never came with a five-speed original. It was probably a four-speed. So that's been updated, and those were part of the modifications as well as the new, the new engine. Um, it's uh, let's see, it's uh, hatchback was not offered in the U.S. market. This example was finished in chamois, which is basically white from the factory and is thought to have been repainted under previous ownership. Details include dual side mirrors, round taillights, German license plates, and a BMW Nürburgring decal, which means you've been there, affixed to the rear sheet metal. A walk-around video is included. It has factory 13-inch alloy wheels mounted to a 2012-dated Nexon Classic Premier tires. Okay, service performed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, cabin was reupholstered in black vinyl with matching carpets and seats, uh, seat inserts under previous ownership. And the late Becker Mexico cassette stereo was added. A TII specific clock is mounted on the dash. Uh, aftermarket wood rim steering wheel uh, frames a replacement mile per hour instrument cluster. So it was originally kilometers per hour with a five digit odometer uh, reading approximately 3,500 miles. Uh, removed a metric cluster showing 52,000 kilometers, about 32,000 miles, is included in the sale. Approximately 800 miles have been added under current ownership. So it's it's you know it's this is a fun car for somebody. It's uh, only bid up to $10,000, uh, 10,800. It has uh, nine days left to go in the auction. Uh, another car that I picked because I just had to because um, maybe you want to. We have John a break did, coming up here in a moment, and and I I really want to talk with you about this i mean but but definitely tease it because um this is something else yeah have you have you seen the new james bond trailer i have not oh my god is it good yeah i you know and by the he's driven he's driving everything from new uh range rovers to vintage aston martins to uh new aston martins to i mean he's got everything he's driving in this particular uh, uh, this particular uh, movie. So How that's fun. coming up. It's going to be released later this year. Uh, no Time to Die. And we have coming up to talk about a 1963 Aston Martin DB5. That is absolutely stunning. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's got a hefty price tag. It's actually uh, out in a suburb of uh, Dallas, Texas, down in McKinney right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, this is a beautiful uh, vehicle. And yeah. uh, maybe if you want during the break, uh, you could uh, go and uh, search for this on Bring a Trailer because you've really got to see this thing. It's uh, it's, it's, it's a stunning, beauty. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, again, the, the headline for it. So you could uh, search this if you go to bringatrailer.com 
1963 Aston Martin DB5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Please send it to me. I want it to. So this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. Uh, this is all revved up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. We've got news coming up just around the corner. Uh, we'll hear from NBC News Radio and uh, do that right after we do just a little bit of business. Stay with us here. Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And we're still talking bring a trailer and what's out there on the auctions. Uh, Before the break, we talked about this 1963 Aston Martin DB5. And this is, it's on premium. I believe it's a premium listing for Bring a Trailer, which means it's, you know, that, that they think it's going to sell for a lot of money and it's going to be one of their, you know, it's a really beautiful car that's, you know, rare and stunning. Uh, the, the, let's see, it's a, the bids are at 500000 already. It ends in five days. And let me read you what it says here. It says, this at 1963 Aston Martin is a right-hand drive example that was among the first of 50 first 50 of 886 coupes built during the model's two-year production run. Uh, Let's see, it was sold in November 1963 by Plow Motors of Stroud, Gloucestershire, uh, and remained with its first owner until 1967. It was used daily by its second owner, uh, let's see, for the ensuing 10 years, and then spent time with a series of UK collectors before being imported to Canada in 2008. Finished in silver mink over gray Connolly leather, the car is powered by its numbers-matching 4-liter dual-overhead cam, straight six, and one of the first DB5, and it's one of the first DB5s to be fitted with a manual, a five-speed manual gearbox from ZF. Uh, the interior was refurbished in 2017, as outlined in the listing below, uh, and the car received the Rolling Stone Scu- the Rolling Sculpture Award at the uh, Cobble Beach Concourse d'Elegance that was that same year. Uh, this maybe that's Pebble, I don't know. Cobble Beach uh, Concourse d'Elegance that same year. Uh, this DB5 also won its cl- in its class at the 2019 Concourse d'Elegance of America and is now being offered by the selling dealer in McKinney, Texas, along with a copy of its factory build sheet 
its UK registration booklet, invoices dating back to the 90s, and a clean Washington state title, which makes sense if it was in Canada, but, you know, made its way down to Washington right. state. So yeah. it says this DB5 debuted in 1963 as a higher-powered evolution of the Series 5 variant of the DB4. It is the classic James Bond car, I've got to say. This is what you would expect him to be driving, and he is driving a version of this. Uh, you know, Daniel Craig as uh, 007 will be driving a version of this uh, in the latest Bond flick, which will be coming out later this year. And the the, the posting, which shows that car in front of a enormous estate, I mean, that's exactly how you would envision it, you know, in terms exactly. of where you would see it, it totally plays yeah. the role. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, the, the, pic, the you know, the, the photography is excellent. And, you know, for something like this, when you're selling something like this, it makes sense to, to spend the money to actually have the photography professionally done rather than just your standard iPhone shots. So, yeah, uh, let's, let's see what more it says here. Uh, de- debuted in September 63, uh, it was uh, it was the Superleggera uh, construction technique, which incorporated aluminum body panels uh, wrapped over a, a square section of tube frame. Uh, like late examples of the DB4, the DB5 measured 15 feet in length. Styling cues included flared fared in headlights, triple stacked taillights, and low profile hood scoop. Uh, that was originally finished in, in Dubonnet, uh, as noted in the build sheet, the UK registration book was, it was repainted in its current shade of silver mink, good shade, uh, in 2004, and the bumpers and overrides were re-chromed in 2001. Close-up photos of the, uh, the finished trim and lenses can be viewed in the gallery below. Uh, chromed 15-inch wire wheels are secured by two-ear knockoffs and wear Avon tires. Stopping is handled by Gearling discs all around uh, with assistance from twin servos. The independent front suspension utilizes coiled springs, telescopic shock observers, and an anti-roll bar, while the solid uh, rear axle features Watts linkage, trailing links, and coil springs. Uh, The right-hand drive cabin uh, seats four and was retrimmed in 2017 by RM Auto Restorations in uh, Blenheim, Ontario, using uh, gray Connolly leather to match the original specifications. Additional work includes rebuilding the seats, uh, installing new carpeting and new headliners, and repainting bright work and refinishing or polishing painted surfaces. Interior equipment includes uh, reclining front seats, power windows, uh, wood trims, a steering wheel, and a Motorola radio. Uh, basically, this car is set for a collector. Uh, I think that this is where it will eventually go. Uh, I don't. I don't see this as being somebody's daily driver anymore. No, no. you know th- this is something that's going to go in somebody's collection. It's going to, you know, they they timed it. I think because the new Bond flick is coming soon, and the new trailers are coming out, uh, and which shows a car like this that he's driving. So it wouldn't surprise me for a moment if uh, that was timed just for this. Yeah, but and at five hundred grand, this isn't going to be just anybody's car. No, somebody's well. If if somebody is already bidding five hundred thousand on it, it means it's going to go for more than that. Yeah, <clears throat> because you know the the auction ends in five days, and I'm sure it will go up after that. But for right now, <clears throat> it certainly is uh, uh, something to watch. Well, let's move out to Neptune, New Jersey, Todd. <clears throat> ah, yes. What have we got there? That's where your um, uh, Mercedes is. 
Yes, this is uh, this was my first Mercedes Benz. Basically, I had the smoke silver version of this car. It's a 190E 2.6, which is the 2.6 liter inline six, as opposed to the four cylinder engine that most of these cars had. It's uh, finished in white over uh, gray um, MB Tex interior, and is powered by a 2.6 liter inline six with a four speed um, automatic transmission. Uh, the car was sold new in Tom's River, New Jersey, and was acquired by the selling dealer in 2020, reportedly uh, from the son of the original owner. Now, this car has only 16,000 miles on it, so there's really almost nothing wrong with it. This is nearly showroom fresh. Uh, it's completely original. There's a, there's one or two little you know paint chips on it, but that's about it. It shows the original window sticker, which is about $35,000. I can't remember. It's 35870 I must have paid that for the car that I had because mine is nearly identical to this in almost every way. I, you know, In those days, it, they didn't have a lot of options. This particular car has one option, basically. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a uh, an alarm, which you know nobody buys anymore, but you know, factory alarm was a few hundred dollars on this car. So this is uh, this car is like a tank. It's the one of the best built Mercedes out there. It was uh, this was done at the time when engineers actually ran the company, and when the, again this this is what Mercedes was man, past tense was famous for. Uh, the engineers engineered a car, and then they built it, and then it was priced. That was it. I mean, they didn't build it to a price. They built it, and then it was priced. And if it was expensive, well, tough luck. It's expensive. It's a Mercedes. So in its day, in 1992, you know, this was an expensive car. Uh, you know, this was not cheap. And this was very, very well engineered and very well put together. And you can tell by all the pictures that it's in immaculate condition, basically, uh, with one over, owner over its lifetime. So I, I did it just for nostalgia's sake on my part. I wanted to see how much this was going to go for. It's only going for fifteen thousand right now, but I expect it to go higher once once it gets closer to the. It only end got sixteen thousand miles on it, so. Yeah, well, it's a, this. This is a car. This that's actually a car that you can drive daily. Not you know you don't drive it fifteen thousand miles a year, but you could drive it daily. You know, put a few thousand miles on it a year. Every, you know, every year for the next ten years, and still be with you know like the way it is now. Yeah, ready uh, to go pimping. Yeah, the last car I picked is because I just, it, it's such a barge. This is a 1979 <laughs> Lincoln Continental Williamsburg Limited Edition. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Uh, this 1979 Lincoln Continental is a Canadian market example finished in Cordovan metallic and copper. So it's two tone uh, over Cordovan leather and was acquired by the seller in 2001 from the estate of its original owner in Victoria, British Columbia. This car is powered by a 400 cubic inch V8 paired with a three speed automatic transmission. Uh, and equipment includes the Williamsburg limited edition package, an engine block heater, which is something you always see from cold climates, tilt steering column, electric windows and locks, cruise control, air conditioning, and a factory eight-track stereo. Yeah, I'm expecting to see, and, and don't read anything more into this than just my Hollywood-esque mind, I'm expecting to see about a six-foot-seven African-American guy in a totally white suit <laughs> and, a, and a white uh, uh, hat with a big feather getting out of the car wearing a fur jacket. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's... 
it's it's just yeah. it's still like a mob boss kind of car. What, what what was that HBO series that just wrapped up? The one with Maggie Gyllenhaal and um, oh god, it was about prostitutes and, and porn in the seventies in New oh, York. I haven't seen that one. Uh, it was really really good. It was very very well done. And um, God, I can't remember the name of it. But this this car would have fit in perfectly with that. You know the scene that they recreated it's to make them, you know, beautiful the, you know, the street, street walkers and the pimps and everything else that they had during that time. I don't think I've ever seen this two tone either. With kind of this this uh, burgundy chocolate, um, maroonish color and a copper color together. Right, it's a nice and, and looking then, car. And then the, the the vinyl roof is only the rear half of the car. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with fake wire wheel covers. Yeah, you gotta love that. You've gotta, gotta love, love that. Uh, yeah, the, this thing is is basically a barge, and I I, I thought well, one of the fun things I thought was this actually had its original, uh, essentially window sticker or build sheet, and it showed what was expensive, you know, like they had the dark Cordovan roof with uh, Coach Opera windows. That was four hundred and twenty six dollars. That was a big option. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. The 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 I AM feel like we stereo get with eight almost... track was five hundred and seventy five dollars. That was the big option. Oh my option. god. I, I wish we had it here so we could give it to Gavin McLeod and he could drive it in parades <laughs> as his love boat. Yes, that would be perfect for it. It is and a cruise ship. Wire wheel covers. Uh, there it is, $292 for all four of them. <laughs> wow. Such a bargain. Yeah. Yeah, the appearance group was $104, and let's see what else was. Power lock and convenience group was $166. Yeah, this was quite the... Even this was like quite the, the car condition the of the leather seats and such and aren't bad either for you know no that. no I mean you know th- this this was basically your your Barca lounger living room yeah I mean it, you know it looked like it looked like a lounge and, and that's what it was and this was the cushy car they've what was kind of sweet is they've got a letter from the original from the kids of the original owner about how dad how it was used yeah and did you see that particular one I didn't see yeah. that one it it was funny that the kids were never allowed to drive it. And the only time they drove it was after their dad's funeral. <laughs> so, so they so could have they packed could the they, they could have packed the casket into this car and and taken him on his last ride. Yeah, that that's probably true. They could have they could have done that, but it was. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that the kids you know were not the kids were not allowed to drive their dad's car. The owner had that's three daughters. Why it were so never good. allowed to drive the car, but he did allow one son-in-law to drive on the road trip and also maintain the vehicle. Let's see, he was a mechanic in Victoria. Uh, so the after the funeral, each girl took a turn at the wheel of the big Lincoln just to say they did drive dad's big car. Nice. I think that's kind of sweet, actually. I so do, you too. Can, so, the, you know, it is original mileage. It's very, very low. I mean, it's, you know... 24, 25,000 miles on it originally. So right. uh, it's very well done. All right, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Ripped Up on iHeart Radio, and we'll be right back. Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. 
Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. And let's wrap up Bring a Trailer by looking at some of their market snapshots. Uh, they send these out like once a month showing what they've done. For example, this one was from July of 2020. And it shows, let's see, that they had, uh, it says it was a busy month. They listed uh, 1,220 vehicles with a sell rate of 81%. Did you know that they partnered with the Tahoe Maritime Museum to facilitate sales of their collection of wooden boats, you know, Chris Craft boats, the ones you love so yeah, much, John? I love those. Yeah, and they also, uh, let's see, uh, where else do they have? We auctioned uh, 229 vehicles with no reserve in July, including this 2019 uh, Porsche GT3 RS uh, from Wysak. Uh, new auctions are added daily. Let's see what they, here are some of the sales. Now, one of the ones I thought was very interesting is they had this 400-mile Bonneville land speed streamliner. It looks like a rocket on, you know, basically on wheels. Uh and it sold for, yeah, it sold for $175,000. Holy smokes. Yeah. There was a 1972 BMW 3.0 CSL, which is a lightweight, sort of a racer version of this car, which is a beautiful, beautiful coupe with 3.5 liter, five speed. And it sold for $175,000. Uh, Lingenfelter Velzer modified 2001 Cadillac Katerra. I don't know why you'd bother with that car, but with a Corvette engine dropped into it with a six-speed manual, sold for 26000 In other words, they lost money on it. Uh, I previously mentioned this 15,000 miles, a 1974 Chevrolet K5 Blazer, four-speed, sold for $85,000. They had a uh, 1973 Volkswagen Boatswagen. So basically somebody had uh, converted, uh, taken a Volkswagen chassis and made it into a boat on wheels. Uh, and that sold for $29,000, uh, $999. Somebody was having fun with that particular auction. Um, a 1988 BMW M3 sold for $63,000, far more than its original price. A 1972 Ferrari Dino uh, 246 GT sold for $265,000. A 15,000 mile 1987 Porsche 911 Turbo sold for, drum roll on this one, $161,000. Wow. Easily three times its original price. (laughs) An original owner 4,000 mile 2002 BMW Z8. $190,000. A Vortec-powered 1988 Toyota Land Cruiser sold for (laughs) $75,000. 88 Toyota Land Cruiser, John. An original owner 2005 Acura NSX 6-speed sold for $110,000. Overland modified 2005 Lexus LX 470 sold for $65,001. A 1968 Ford Mustang Fastback Bullet Tribute sold for $90,000. Wow. A Euro, a Euro version 1973 BMW 3.0 CSI sold for uh, 
thousand dollars. Holy crap! A 1965 Pontiac GTO Tri Power four speed sold for seventy one thousand dollars. A turbocharged nineteen eighty six BMW five thirty five i sold for sold for what is it thirty five thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, it's quite amazing, isn't it? It some is. of these uh, some some of these prices. How about this one? A 1966 Ferrari 330 GTC, a project car. In other words, it wasn't, you know, it still still needed work. Four hundred and forty one thousand dollars. A 1988 BMW M3 with eight thousand miles on it. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What? A, ni- a 1988 BMW M3 with 8,000 miles on it sold for $250,000. How do you justify uh, that? What, what, did they have it plated in gold? Nope. 8,000 miles was what I did. It. And, and that particular generation is a very coveted generation as being more pure BMW as opposed to the current ones. Hmm. A 1995 Audi RS2 Avant, which is a station wagon, sold for $72,000. Let's see, a 62 uh, Volkswagen bus with 23 windows, it's called called a Samba, sold for $122,000. How many windows? Uh, It has 23 windows. Oh, goodness. Yeah, yes. Those are very coveted, those particular ones. They don't go fast, but they're very coveted. Like driving around in a fish tank. Yeah, one hundred and twenty-two thousand uh, dollars. Let's see, a, a seven hundred mile nineteen eighty-nine Ferrari three two eight GTS sold for two hundred and twenty-eight thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of interesting sales that happened that month and for a lot of money. We should have somebody uh, from Bring a Trailer come on the program on a regular basis and talk about some of these things. Yeah, I mean, some of these are just stunning. Some of yeah. the sales prices are just stunning. I mean, you know, we, you know, one of the remember we talked about the on Reynolds transactions, Trans Am, the one that sold sold for one hundred seventy two thousand, one hundred seventy two thousand. Was that the one that was the Burt Reynolds one? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The Burt Reynolds one. Yeah. From Smokey and the Bandit. Yep. Yeah. And signed by Burt Reynolds. Right. Even better. So. Here's one for the for August that they gave me a snapshot on. A 1949 Delahaye Type 175 Cabriolet by Figoni and Falashi sold for, in other words, it's a custom interior, sold for $350,000. Uh, <laughs> How much, yeah. they, what kind of a cut do they get on the sale of all these through their portal? I don't know, but it's a very small. It's a small number, and it's capped, I believe. I see. Uh, I, I I don't know the ring. There was a Ring Brothers 1967 Ford Mustang fastback, so it was modified by the Ring Brothers, and anything they touch turns to gold. It was two hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. A 1959 Porsche 356A Cabriolet sold for two hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars, and an aluminum-bodied Shelby Cobra uh, sold for. Uh, two hundred and five thousand dollars. A nineteen seventy eight Toyota Chinook four x four conversion, a camper conversion, sold for forty nine thousand dollars. John, and a nineteen eighty three Honda Civic uh, Honda City Turbo, which is a uh, you know conversion thing from Japan, sold for twenty five thousand dollars. That's incredible. 
It is. So this has been a lot of fun for the Bringer Trailer this week, and I can't wait for next week. This is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John McMullen. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>